What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the ABJ Podcast. This is episode 62 with Grim from GTS. Very excited to have him on. Uh, one second, just get the housekeeping done. Make sure you check out the links below for all things ABJ as well as my guests so you can show that support. Uh, still uh, one of my, the on the injured wrestling list, Philly Mike, any support you can help him out, please do so as well. And then let's get our sponsorship down. Guys, it has finally happened. A whole store fully dedicated to vintage wrestling. They said it could never be done, but I have seen it with my own eyes. Suplex uh, Wrestling, uh, Suplex, <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Suplex Vintage Wrestling is a store curated uh, by wrestling fans for wrestling fans located in fifth uh, fifth street in philadelphia pennsylvania just one block south of south street in the heart of queen village their shop uh, features the largest collection of vintage wrestling apparel under one roof their selection includes classic designs featuring your favorite wrestlers from the golden age attitude era internationals indies and more and if you're tired of watching premium live events alone at your home then svw hosts the best watch party since your best friend kyle's 12th birthday party uh, our shirts and watch parties not your thing well they have a large selection of figures replica belts trading cards and their shirts and hats from rare wrestling memorabilia they have something for every wrestling enthusiast out there so what are you waiting for check them out at, on instagram at suplex.svw um, or on their website uh, suplexsvw.com to let them satisfy your nostalgia needs all right i want to get that ad read and everything out of the way early stuff as well because it is late at night we're pre-recording this so you guys will see this now uh when you're watching it so um but i i, I you know he's been had a really busy day so i want to bring in my guest uh you have probably seen him on the internet he is he's all over the place he is the hardest working content creator out there um striving to hopefully one day uh work as hard as this guy does but uh i'm excited to finally hear his story i'm very late to the gts trend um philly mike my gateway drug has has turned me on to this and i've been watching ever since and i really enjoy their content and then he's been making his way up to the 570 and hanging out with us at uh smash master wrestling so it's been a it's been a blast without further ado let's bring in my guest grim What's up, dude? How are you? I'm great, man. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, uh, well, kind of first things first is, you know, I know you do work a little bit in the Jersey scene as well as, you know, obviously your content with GTS, but how has the experience been coming up to the 570 and working at Smash Master Wrestling? Um, so far, I'm loving it. Um, it's a completely different vibe from New Jersey independent wrestling, and I really appreciate that. Like, it's more... Um, I don't know. It's just it's just a completely different vibe. Like New Jersey's very toxic, and it Smash Master. The whole vibe of the whole locker room is completely different. It's just it's like GTS. It's yeah, what I strive for. Like a yeah. family, a brotherhood that we all just want to have a good time and not have drama and put on a good show and have fun and entertain the fans. So when I first seen the first time I've ever really hurt i've i've no i've heard about your content but the first time i ever consumed it uh which is kind of a crazy thing is the first ever live show you guys did in that library uh so that was my first exposure and i remember just being at the show and i seen like it had its moments of being serious and then kooky and then scary and then th and i was just like it's a variety show this is what wrestling should be it should be a little bit of everything you should feel the gamma of emotions and 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 when you're consuming professional wrestling, there's not just one thing that you should do. It should be a little bit of everything. And I remember just being at the show and I was telling Mike on the way home, I was like, Mike, this, like, this is essentially what we're doing up here with like five, like with in the five, seven, oh, like smash master, high tension wrestling sanctuary. He's like, dude, Grim Grimm's environment is essentially sanctuary, but outdoors. Like it's just a really cool thing. So he's, he's kind of been that gateway of like, 
what we're doing up here and then kind of bringing people back and forth from from your place to jersey to pa and i and i honestly think man like between the talent and i've worked with a lot of talent that work gts and they're all really good people and and i click with them like that because of what you said is that environment you bring in good people you work with good people and now that the two are kind of colliding it's just a match made in heaven yeah and and that's what at gts i'll only have people that are good vibe when people bring 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 drama bring problems or bring negativity or bad attitudes what have you we just say hey dude listen it's not for us right now and we just move from it and that way we keep everything really uh exciting and fun and like you said we have good people and you guys are having some great people one huge problem we're like three hours apart yeah And, and, and the gas and the drive but you know we're trying to get it done as much as we can put together content for everybody with so many good talented people yeah yeah that i trust me i know that three hour drive i i, get, I was booked a lot in a little uh, the past couple months uh of well, last year too in jersey and uh my transmission has just exploded so i'm out of a car for a while so that i i definitely know what it like that the travel um but let's let's rewind the clock a little bit i normally ask you know when you became a fan of professional wrestling but and we can get into that if we have the time um but i definitely i'm really interested in how you got into the just content creating aspect of things that with did wrestling come first did you start doing the content were you trained how did that all come about well um so i'm i'm been doing this so long that like we have to rewind to before there were cell phones and internet and all that kind of stuff um i went to wrestling school i wanted to be a wrestler I was watching wwf as a kid uh came up in attitude era i wanted to be a pro wrestler i said this is what i want to do and started going to a wrestling school, which was uh, Iron Mike Sharp's monster. Uh, <laughs> the Iron Mike Sharp's uh, wrestling academy in Asbury Park is where I started going. And that didn't last very long. That school was falling apart. It was on its last legs, unfortunately. But um, then I just started doing indie wrestling shows and, you know, did that for about three years and then stopped. I started doing a regular job, um, you know, delivering soda, but I always wanted to wrestle. I always wanted to be an entertainer. That's just what I wanted to do. I just never had the vehicle to do it properly. And then YouTube came out and I said, holy crap, I can make a video with my cell phone and put it on YouTube and then send it to people for them to laugh at. And that's how I started it. I just made videos for my friends to laugh at. And I said, well, this is funny to me and this is funny to them and we'd all laugh. And I made a bunch of videos for like a week and stopped. And then I checked back in like three, four months later and they all had thousands of views. And the comments were, what happened to this channel? Make more. This was so funny. And I was like, holy crap, people liked this. So I was like, I want to make more. And I just kept doing it. And here I am well, 12 years later. <laughs> that's crazy that's insane um so it started off initially as like figures right so it was mostly like the toys and the figure collecting and stuff like that right. yeah and then, like, and then you transitioned that into an actual federation yes so like i'd always been just an avid toy collector i never stopped buying toys even like as i was growing up and became a teenager i was like secretly going to toys r us and buying legos and nobody knew like i was that dude and i always collected toys i never stopped and I always had a huge toy collection. I never stopped. I, I always had that. And then 
when I started doing the YouTube, it was primarily because, oh, hey, I'm a huge toy collector and I'm in all these forums and I'm always a leader in the forums and leading the charge to find this toy or whatever. And so when I started making videos, that's where I would post them for people to watch in these forums. And the Transformer fans said that my videos were terrible. And the G.I. Joe fans hated me. And the Power Rangers fans wanted me to die. But the wrestling fans loved my content. <laughs> so I said, all right, so I'm just going to be like a WWE guy, even though like I collect everything. Like I yeah. was a toy guy. It was Grimm's toy show. But then it became Grimm's WWE show just because I was more accepted by the wrestling fans. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of how the podcast is. Like I, I'm open to talk and interview anybody in any facet. Any, I, I love just independent. I love independent directors, movies, people who are just chasing that dream. But I, I kind of fell into that wrestling niche, so that's kind of where I lean into. But yeah, man, that's that's insane. How do you, after 12 years, how do you balance, you know, making content, spending time with family? Uh, doing this but also like hey i want to make this a job i have to grind i have to push if you slow down the next person falls in you know what i mean like just that constant you know mental side of making content i mean uh, that's that's um i'm very bad at that uh I, I fail at that um and to a fault where i've had lots of problems and uh yeah you know you can't have it at all like one i think my biggest problem in life was that I tried to have it all. And then I realized you can't, bro. You either got to like be a hyper-focused content creator or you got to be like a family man or you got to be like a dad or you got to be a husband or you got, you know, you can't be at all. You, can't nope. be, you know, like you have a bunch of different hats to wear, but you can only do maybe two or three of them. And, and otherwise everything starts getting spread out and you're not good at anything and you're failing at everything you got to focus so i learned to focus yeah. yeah so i would say that's the number one thing is just focus you have to focus on oh crap my kid needs me today i gotta focus on that man like and youtube has to wait for tomorrow unfortunately yeah and, and then when i i gotta grind on youtube like hey man you know everything's cool uh, i gotta grind today you know mm -hmm. Now, how how often do you are you recording daily? Are you recording you you do like hey I, every other day? Like like how often do you grind and post and 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 chase this rat race? All right, so I don't know how I used to do it, but when I was in my grind and in my peak and in my height of popularity and everything, bro, I was grinding out three videos every single day across three channels. Jeez. GTS Wrestling, Live Action Wrestling Federation video, uh, family vlog with my ex-wife and kids, and gaming channel content, playing video games or action figures. Three videos every single day. I don't know how I did it. I can't do it now. I can't even fathom trying. I tried it. <laughs> and I've been, right now, I've been doing one or two videos a day. And yeah. even if feel like I'm overstretched and I'm doing too much. Um, but that's exactly like you said, dude, the minute you take a break and say, I need a day off, something huge happens and everybody's out there getting hundreds of thousands of views and I'm taking the day off and I'm like, no, I should be making a video. <laughs> um, now you, you, you also go to a lot of events. Like you're going to the WBs, the AEWs. Now, 
one of the things I've been noticing on your channel going back and looking is there's a lot of people who who have who are on TV weekly who have wrestled in your backyard. <laughs> That's crazy to think about. Like you were in attendance and watching MJF win the world a the world title at AEW. And a couple, like a year or two before that, he was doing a whole bit with you in Jersey, wrestling in your backyard. And and to me, I love that. And when I was actually at that event, so like, I mean, you know, they're always supposed to be in like hard cam, like they're always supposed to be in. I was not near the hard cam or anything. And I'm like, oh, I'll probably never even get shown on TV. I was like mad by where I was sitting because, you know, I like to be on I think TV. Tina was shown first. Yeah, but, but guess what, dude? We were shown all night long because the workers, the wrestlers, they kept doing spots in front of us. Yep. And then after the show, literally one of them texted me and said, bro, they were all doing the spots over by you because they all wanted to be in your videos and they all wanted to see what you were going to do. I like, love that. And I thought that's so awesome. Like, thank you, everybody. I felt very included. Yeah, that's super cool that, like, they they gave you that bot, like that spot. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's neat. But, uh, are you still in contact? Are you still, do you still talk to him? I don't want to ruin too Which much one? with MJF. Yeah. I mean, yes. Uh, cool. You know, cool. I mean, like, you know, we're not like best friends. It's not like we yeah. out every day, but you know, if I text him, I get a reply usually. That's neat. And yeah. I also too, wasn't uh thunder Rosa like early, early on her career was, was doing some stuff with you. I know recently Janela has been there, but I mean, you've yeah. had so many people just come it through really and just like, it's like over the years, we've had so many top names come through. And not just top names that were established, but also people who you never heard of who are now heavyweight champions. Like, literally, the first media that you'll ever find anywhere of MJF in wrestling is my show. Like, yeah. you know, it, it, to me, that's so special. Yeah. And that's, that's honestly what it's about is just giving, uh, that's what a good content creator, like a content, obviously like the, the, the goal of being a content creator is you want to get over, you want to make a revenue, you want this to be your dream. You want to entertain people, but also what you do so well for your platform, man, is you give so many people an opportunity to be seen. You give so many people an opportunity to grow in their talent, grow as a business, make some money when it comes to merch, because people are, they become like your, your audience that you've created then have become fans of other people on the independent scene. And then their value goes up because they're a GTS wrestler. Like right. that's a, that's a legit thing. And that's something to be insanely proud about. And, and, and it gets lost on a lot of indie promoters and all that kind of thing until they start to say, how come that guy that we booked that I've never heard of is selling more merch than everybody. And they go mm -hmm. oh, cause on that YouTube backyard show, yeah. you know, that's the respect I get. But meanwhile, the guy that's on my show who just made $300 in merch is like, yo, you guys should be on GTS. You know, I'm, like, I'm not doing that. You know, <laughs> I get a lot of that. And it's like, hey, it's not for everybody. My show's not independent wrestling. My show is a, a comedy drama about wrestling, you know, mm -hmm. but we're wrestlers performing the art of wrestling in a little bit different way. And that's what I think why my shows had staying power and why people are so into it. It's very entertaining to watch, even if you're not into wrestling. Yeah. And it's really cool, man. Cause like the commentary, essentially it's just go. It's, it's just on the go wrestling. Like there's no hard cam. There's no, uh, there's no script. Like that's the thing. Like wrestling supposed to be scripted. It was like, this is scripted, right? Yeah. It's scripted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
we got to turn the camera on. It's you and see what happens. Happen. Yeah. And, and that's the thing too. You bring a lot of creative people in. I, I, I got us like tomorrow's get, well, not tomorrow. It'll be a week uh, before this, but uh, I'm tomorrow shoot wise. Like I'm interviewing two GTS guys. I have Jay, the key who, okay. you know, essentially, He's a he's been a GTS guy since the start, and that's where he's, he got his training. That's where he got everything, and he's one of the top guys in the scene. He's just really talented, and he has carried a lot of what he's done in, in that yard onto the wrestling scene, and he's he's thriving. Um, and then Pete Corvus and the rest of those guys in Bad Company, just I'm huge fans of them, and like I just realized how many people I became a fan of in the New Jersey scene that are essentially they wave your GTS banner very proudly. And, and those two, Pete and Jay, like I'm very proud of both of them. Because both of them started with me with zero training. You know, they walked into my yard and said, yeah, I want to be a wrestler. And I said, okay, well, these are the guys that are going to train you. We had people, not me. I'm not a trainer and I won't do that. But I had other people that were veterans that were training people who wanted to start on the show. And then we did on the job training. Uh, You know what I'm saying? We filmed an episode and said, hey, we just taught you guys how to do this, that and whatever. And you're going to do that in today's episode. And we bust it out. And then next week we teach them something else. And then that's what they do in the episode. And it was literally on the job training. Yeah. And, and when you see how good they are, it's because of the training they got at GTS, which was on the job. It was, and again, I wasn't teaching them the wrist blocks and the back body drops. I was teaching them performing and, you know, how to sell an emotion and, you know, how to get a character across, you yeah. know. Our wrestling trainers were teaching them the back body drops and stuff. And between all of that training and then having their face in a camera and dealing with 500,000 views on every episode, now you're dealing with heat from the comment section. You're dealing with Twitter. You're dealing with Instagram. People actually give a shit about who you are and what you did on the show today and if you won or lost. So that gets in your head. These guys are ready for television Mm -hmm. with the training they've gone through. You know, it's just... When are they going to take that next level? You know, and yeah. I love Steph, and you could tell them that I said this and say, Grim said he loves you guys, but he wants us to take that step to the next level because they're not, and they can't. I believe in both of them. They both could be TV ready, they both could be superstars on TV. Yeah, they got focus. First time I seen Pete, man, I was like, yeah, this is the this is the new Kevin Owens right here. Like this dude, he's super athletic for his size. He he, he you know, what I mean, he has a look. He like he he can brawl. He's a psycho. He'll do deathmatch. He'll do he'll do anything it takes. Like he's just he's so so good. And, and then another one who, who, I'm sorry, go ahead. He connects with the audience. My yeah. audience loves him. And like yeah. I tell him all the time, I think he's terrible at promos. You know, and talking is super important on my show. But somehow he connects with my audience. Yeah. <laughs> and it works. Who are who are some other names that have come through GTS that you 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 know that just really stand out to you of people that you know if they're still there or if they've moved on after that you're just well, really proud of their work. Huge name that I'm also very very proud of Platinum Max, AEW Tag Team Champ. Uh, you know, create a pro student. Um, you know, when I was working with Brian, we were doing collaborations there, and you know, he was just a student at the time and he was just happened to be there when we were filming and he was like oh hey i'll volunteer to be in the videos and then you know we started booking matches with him and his shook crew which was um bryce donovan and bobby orlando was actually my graphics kid 
Bobby Orlando's first time at Creative Pro was he came to see me wrestle. And he said, I want to do this. I want to be like Grimm. And like, he's a wrestler today because I inspired him. Yeah. Like, don't know that. Like, now he went to Creative Pro. I didn't train him. I don't take any credit for anything. But he, he, then he came to my show, wrestled on it for about a year with the Shook crew and Platinum Axe. Like, and I'm so proud of him. I know he's going to get to television. He's going to be a, somebody in this business you know what i'm saying and it's cool that i inspired them to do that yeah and it, it is cool like i would i just literally had on the on the podcast i i i get so many this month but one of the one of the guests i just recently had on they little i asked them like what got you into becoming a professional wrestler and, and why did you want to do it and they 100 i'm looking at my list now and they 100 said it like one of their first early stages of oh ricky price uh you he, you've seen him at um uh smash master he yeah. he got into wrestling because of grim's toy show that's like so cool. <laughs> and, and and everything about like him developing my character and 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 how i develop a brand but make my brand not just the independent wrestling scene but make it outside the independent wrestling scene and the reason he cuts all these amazing promos and he does that extra work of doing the extra mile in a promo is because he's watched like gts he's seen you fired you know by that I mean? a little extra that we always put on it yeah yeah I, it's, I, it's awesome Thank you. And, and, you know, that's one of the things, because when GTS is filmed, I put emphasis on the emotional performance. I always tell the guys, dude, I don't care if your back body drop was smooth or crisp or whatever you kids call it these days. Like, because that didn't tell the story. That was just, that was like, you know, the, the comma. I always tell, I always say the wrestling moves are the commas and the periods in your story. You know what I'm saying? They have to get you to the next thing. Mm-hmm. That's all wrestling moves are. And if you tell a story with nothing but periods and commas, people are like, they don't get it. So tell your story. And on GTS, we tell our story with our emotion and with our voices and our characters. And that's people relate to that. And they really invest in it. And that's what gets characters over. So then when you're on the independent wrestling show and you get to do all your wrestling moves, but people say, but Hey, I like that guy on GTS. I know his character. I know what he sounds like. I know his catchphrases. And then they want to buy his t-shirt and his little Mm -hmm. stuffed animal or whatever. Yeah. The the, honestly, one of the greatest, craziest merch kids I've seen from you uh, odd shows is flash. Yes. Kills it. He he kills it. (laughs) And I'm so proud of him because it's exactly what he did, dude. He came on my show as like a 19 year old dude. And, and he's like, was on my show for a few months and he's getting indie bookings and he's like, yo, people know me from being on your show. They want to buy my stuff. And he's got t-shirts and foam lightning bolts and stuffies and koozies and eight by tens and you name it. And he's got it all set up like a store. Yeah. And, and then he rakes it in with the kids. Yep. They love him. He's so he's connected. He's literally their superhero. He like he makes like hundreds of dollars. Whether yeah. whether whether the promotion gave him an envelope with twenty bucks in it or not, he made his money. He made his mark, and he's gaining fans and followers. He's doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. I always get mad at independent wrestlers who are, are like, "Oh, they, they didn't give me my twenty dollars. I ain't showing up." Like like bro, I never once did this for a dollar. When you do it for the right reasons, the money follows. Yeah, I've always found that I I, one of the things that get me too, and I honestly like my mentality going into it was if I can build my brand and make my brand valuable and then I build an audience 
and then my audience goes and supports that, whether it be in person or via watching the promotion on the internet or on YouTube, um, that shows value to me. And that's kind of like, that's what you do. And that's what your, your GTS roster does. Like they go to a show and that value carries over and whether you get paid or not, you're like, all right, I might not get a dime, but I'm going to bring my camera and I'm going to film while I'm here. And then when I film my revenue from what I'm good, what happened on YouTube that day is going to probably do better than what the wrestling booking is going to do for me. And then when I, when I put my match on against, you know, Oh, cool. We sold out insert venue here in New Jersey. And you're thinking, cool, you sold out the venue here, but we recorded something in my backyard that was seen by more people consumed by more people. People are looking forward to the next episode more because of the storylines. And we probably made a lot more money and never had to put a person in the seat doing it. Right. Right. And, and, and it's a cool feeling to accomplish. Yeah. I always liked I always liked when a new person, a new wrestler starts on my show and they start getting into the groove of it, which usually takes three or four months before you really start understanding it and connecting with the audience. But then all of a sudden they come up to me and they go, this feels like I got signed to television, you know? Like they have fans tweeting at them all day long about, I can't believe you did that to so-and-so last night on yeah. this episode. <laughs> How dare you? And they're like, and I was in Walgreens and a kid started yelling at me. You're that guy from GTS. I hate you. Like, he's like, like, how cool is that? You know, yeah. I and was it- just in attendance at your show and filmed and just made a couple shorts and posted them. And I got messages asking if I'm the new member of GTS and 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 how they can get in touch with members of the roster. And, and I'm like, I just showed up one day. I, I don't know. I, I was Philly Mike's ride. <laughs> yeah, it was it's it's quite it's crazy, man. And I'm it's 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 dope, man. I really I really enjoy what you put together. And I, I hope more independent wrestling people, if they don't give you the respect or your roster the respect, they definitely should start or even wrestling schools. I don't think it's a bad idea for a wrestling school to send someone to GTS for a week just to learn how to work a camera or right. or, or get their promos or get their character work because and, it's, and that's it's huge. Doing. Yeah, that's like what Creative Pro was doing. They were sending a lot of the guys down to GTS to get that camera work. And and it's funny because of that, those seven or eight that came down and worked with me on how to do the camera work beyond wrestling moves, they're all on TV right now. All mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. And I'm talking like Chris Statlander, uh, Platinum Max, Bear Bronson. You know, these were all characters from creative pro wrestling uh stir um smart mark sterling like mm-hmm. they all can were on my show it's so that's, cool that's insane man and that and that's that's insane to be proud of but like i was saying too the independent scene if they just put more pro- like effort into their production and and filming the show and not just worrying about getting it in the venue filling the seats with people like even if you have a dud seat like all right cool no one showed up to the venue but if you put it, the production value in and film it and then beef up your YouTube presence and promote your YouTube channel and, 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 and make content for it, even if you don't sell a ticket sitting, people sitting there, you can still have that extra side. Like, and that's where your wrestlers are going to be seen. That's where your product's going to be seen. Um, it just, I don't, it just goes over indie wrestlers heads or indie wrestling promotions heads. Just like, they're so worried about, oh, oh I put more butts in the seats than you this weekend. But it's just like. Yeah, I didn't put anybody in. I still, two like 18,000 people watched it in the first day. You know what I mean? Like, that's more of an accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
That's awesome, man. So what are some future plans or things going on in GTS that you're excited for or you can't wait for people to see? Okay. Um, so the heavyweight championship scene right now is really crazy because we have three major factions. There is my faction, which is DF Black and Lime. My brother, who completely turned his back on me, is leading a faction, Black and White. And then our best friend, Kurt Bale, started his own third faction, DF Bad Company. And then he sold the championship. And he's the heavyweight champion right now. I want the title. My brother wants the title. Probably going to turn into a triple threat. But the wild card is one of my best friends, Eris Spiral's husband, has the food in the fridge briefcase. And he can cash in for the championship at any time. What do you call him? Um... The human thumb. The human thumb. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> what he looks like. I don't know what Lawrence Spiral looks like. There it is. There it is right there. Uh, very nice guy, though. Him and him and. Uh, his, oh, oh his, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So what are who are some people on the roster now that that are there working, putting the stuff in that you're that, that people should know about? Uh, right now, our roster is probably one of the favorite rosters I have right now because everybody's really putting in effort. I feel like top stars right now that you have to watch is Rad Dad Radley Belmont. He's our Intercontinental Champion from the Stepdads. Mm -hmm. And here's somebody I've heard his name for years, but I never actually saw him. And now that I see him and see his work, he's phenomenal. And he should have been on television 10 years ago. What a mind for the business. And who the hell's been sleeping on this guy? So I got to get his name out there. And then yeah. uh, we have other great wrestlers. Um, Eris Spiral right now is, I don't have a women's division on GTS. Everybody just wrestles everybody. Mm -hmm. so He's getting in there because we don't have very many female wrestlers on the show. It's just her and Riley that just had that recent match, and Riley's been awesome. Right. And 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 Eris has been getting in there with the guys every week and tearing it up, and I'm really proud of her. She's been doing a great job. Yeah, Riley, we want her more again. She's in that three-hour-away issue. <laughs> but but I, what a talent she is. Again, an undiscovered. Like, I want her on GTS more. So I can get more eyes on her so she can become the superstar that she is yeah. because she's trapped up in the mountains right now. And she needs to be everywhere. I, I, when I had him on my podcast, we talked about it and I said, bro, I don't, you need, cause I, you're doing the, the tribal chef thing and you're doing the bloodline and the whole nine. I was like, Hawthorne, get your ass. And I'm telling Mike, cause I was telling him to take it, Mike, the physical therapy two times a week. And I was like, Mike, Hawthorne needs to be, and he looks like a beefed up Sami Zayn. Like yeah, he would be, right. and, and then you, the, the Dr. Seuss thing, like, because he is 100% a thespian, man. You give that guy a character and he'll get it over. Yeah. And, and exactly. Like, I wish that he wasn't three hours away because another one who would be top level, you know, and um, we have others that are closer, like Kurt Bale's our champion. Mm hmm. He's with Bad Company. They, they're running the New Jersey indie scene right now. Uh, Jungle Jim Wilder is another one who he doesn't wrestle a lot of independent wrestling shows for various reasons, but he's phenomenal on my show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Flat Carter. Uh -huh. um, we just got Robbie Luminati just started not too long ago. He's awesome. Yeah. Um. <laughs> With the new YouTube rules, though, he might have to be the Rumble content. Like, he might have to be the, the Rumble champion because his yeah. promos get a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, listen, nobody's worse than me. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason my show is is as raunchy and bad as it is. It's me. Like, I'm the worst one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if, if a talent is out there, how to how do they get on GTS? Say they've been they've been watching for a while. Maybe there's someone who's a three hour away, but they're willing to make the drive because they know what it has to offer and they want to be a part of it. Um, mm-hmm. How does how does someone go about becoming a member of the GTS roster? Uh, well, I'm not hard to find. So I was just say, you know, reach out. Um, I have email, a business email, which you can find on my YouTube channel, uh, Twitter. Uh, my DMs on Instagram are open, you know, uh, you know, leave a comment or something like, you know, I'm usually in tune with that of like, oh, hey, I know that person that's a wrestler or at least they look like a wrestler in their mm-hmm. profile or something. I respond to that and not when I see it, you know. So, yeah, pretty much like, you know, anybody could just reach out and say, hey, you know, I want to do it. And it's it's funny that you mentioned that the three hour drive. Right. I had somebody who makes a four hour drive to be on my show every single week. Right. And I respect the hell out of that, you know? And I, I said to him the one time I said, Hey, look, dude, I, I don't really have anything for you this week. I would hate for you to drive all the way out here, you know, just to be in a skit, you know, cause I don't really know what to do with you this week. He goes, Oh, I'll be there. I said, are you sure? Right. I said, absolutely. I said, why? He goes, because 50,000 people are going to see my face. He goes, I'll drive four hours to some shindy to wrestle for 30 people for 20 bucks. Yep. I'd rather come to you and and your locker. If you're, if you have a locker room, that's fun. Like at smash, yeah. I'm not booked to do anything. I just help with production. I just, right. I, I help set up cameras. I help make sure commentary sounds good. I mean, listen, I would love to be on commentary or do any of that, but that's just not my role. They have nothing for me. So I go just to be with my friends, help the product and make it successful. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so yeah, so a four hour drive sometimes is a lot, but if you, if it's a good environment and there's, and, and, and there's some type of benefit to it, it's a no brainer. When, when you have a passion for something, you know, you, you have to chase that passion. That's where your happiness and your heart comes from in mm-hmm. life. Too often we let life get in the way of our passion, you know, and if you chase your passion and you put your focus into your passion, the money will follow when you do it for the right reason. And I always yeah. believe that. So that's why I said, when I see someone who's willing to put in a drive every single week to say, I want to appear on your show because this is where I'll be seen and achieve my dream of, you know, whatever, winning a wrestling belt, having fans care about me, selling t-shirts, you know, getting other bookings, whatever their goal is that they can accomplish it through that. I see that passion, you know, and respect it, you know, and that's why I see that you'll get what you put into it, you know? Yeah. And when these people put into it and I see that, you just see them elevate themselves up, you know? You, the, you have no, no idea how much I needed to hear that today. Greg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm grinding my ass off and it's costing me everything. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, dude, you keep going like MJF, you know, like I said, he came down to my show. He was, when he came down and wrestled on my show one time, it was because he was on his way to another show, you know, mm-hmm. that was even farther down south in Jersey when he was hustling out of Long Island, you know, and then he had to hop on a plane to go to California, you know, and he was telling me how he was making all the towns and this, that, the other thing. And I told him, so you keep this up five years, you'll be in WWF, you'll probably be on WrestleMania. 
I said yeah. that. Now, AEW didn't exist at the time. Yep. But because he was hustling, man, and I seen the fucking passion in his eyes. That that that's what mattered to him. Yeah. Uh, I have one last question. I'm I, I don't want to keep it too long. I do know it's a late night for you. Um, but one of the big things I I really want to say, just not just for you, but uh, you and and Tina. Um, and I I probably said it like 14 times to you at the uh, at the show, just because it's besides the content thing. Another thing that I I need to start buckling down on and start working on is is my health and getting myself because once again tunnel vision man you start making content you're doing all the content and sometimes you forget to start taking care of yourself mentally and physically because yep. you're chasing a dream you know what i mean like oh did you eat yet oh i didn't actually i didn't and then when you do you're eating at three o'clock at night or three in the morning and you're you're force feeding everything all day long eating garbage and then going to sleep and it's not good for you but your your, your transformation man and your body has been unbelievable thank you and I was very proud of you. And, and and how has that affected more of just like the wrestling side and just does it help with the endurance of the match? Does it like oh, you yeah. feel like you could do a lot more? Yeah, I mean, like I've lost to date now 90 pounds. That's and, awesome. And that's just an incredible uh burden to have 90 extra pounds on you when you're trying to wrestle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it first it kills the cardio, you know, it, you get completely out of breath within 30 seconds because you're trying to move so much weight around and and yeah and then just you know jumping on people i was afraid to, to do a lot of my signature moves i felt i was too heavy i didn't, was worried i didn't want to crush people or that you know people are going to be sick and tired of wrestling me uh oh, grim's got to jump on me again he's 350 pounds you know yeah it's fun and i wasn't i wasn't happy being that big it was just it just kind of happened and i was struggling with a lot of things Exactly what you said, the content creation. And like I was saying earlier, you, you got to have a balance. You got to focus. Like, and I was so centered on content creation, three videos a day, every day that you're right. I was 3 a.m. ordering Domino's, stuffing my face mm-hmm. and then just going to McDonald's on the way to the next taping. Yep. And the next thing you know, I, I'm wrestling a match. And I'm like, oh. 45 seconds on the match. I'm like, guys, hold on. I can't breathe. Why? Because I gained 40 pounds. You know, I haven't been to a gym in a month, you know, and it, it starts getting to you because I was focusing on the content. I wasn't focusing on my health. Yeah. And it yeah. got to a point. I literally was sick. Like I, I thought I had a disease. I thought I had something rare wrong with me. I went to the doctor and he goes, just change your diet. He goes, give me two months, please. He goes, you don't need this test. You don't need this pill. Change your diet. So I found a meal prep place to make me food because that was the problem. I don't have time. Mm -hmm. And I pay a hell of a lot of money for this food every week. But I don't have to think about it. It's just there. It's pre-made. Eat that. And all of a sudden, bro, I'm healthy again. I feel better. All of my ailments went away. And I'm just like, wow, food was the killing me <laughs> and food yeah. made me better. And and then you don't realize that I never did. And I'm, you know, in my 40s now. I never realized that like eating McDonald's is like eating poison. I love it. So and, good. Especially when you had a couple of beers. Still <laughs> a Big Mac in my face at some point. Yeah. But but like to just eat that is like, oh, that's my lunch today. Like, no, you're you're you gotta eat that as like a special treat. You know, mm-hmm. like, like think of McDonald's as like a big bowl of ice cream that you can have like once a month, you know, like yep. 
you just you can't eat it every day. And, and basically, I harmed myself and harmed my body, and I gained too much weight. And I changed all my eating, my all my habits. And dude, I miss food. I do. Like I really miss going to Taco Bell and hitting it really hard. But like, <laughs> you feel like garbage. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm, I just feel like right now, man, what you're, you're like how you're saying that focus. I just like I said, I'm, I can't sit here and say I've watched everything for all over the years. But I, I what I have been consuming since finding out about you, um, you, you the Nia Jax thing like that. That was a huge thing for you to come out and, and put out on content of just like being vulnerable and being like, dude, I did think in the past as a bit or as a joke. And I really felt like. It was the wrong thing to do. And like, I thought that was a great piece of, I actually reached out to you. I was like, that was beautiful, man. Like it was a yeah. really good piece of content. And I just honestly, man, just from meeting you from the day at the library and then working and then watching your content and then seeing you at the two times at smash, dude, I, I, I think you're, I know you've already accomplished a lot, but I think you're on another level now. I think right now, mentally, I think you found your focus. You found your balance. You're getting your health in order. Your content's good. The people around you are good. I think GTS is going to kick some fucking ass soon, man. I'm glad you recognize it because that's the way I feel. That's the direction we're heading. Like I said, dude, I have leveled up. You know, I've I had a mental breakdown, which I haven't really discussed. You know, I'm kind of throwing that out there. That was years yeah. ago. Um, I've been through a lot. I've been through a divorce. You know, I found a new partner. And let me tell you how just like food affects my health, your partner affects everything in your life, man. And if you don't have a good one, if you don't have a good supportive, I will praise Tina. As much as I possibly can, I married literally the best one. And she's my biggest fan, my biggest cheerleader. She's got my back through thick and thin. And I just love her. She's helped me find me, you know? Yeah. And and to me, that's awesome. And like you said, dude, I'm glad you recognized what you just said because that's the way I feel. I feel like I'm on another level. The yeah. thing with Jack's thing was, you know, I was very much, I tried to be like a Howard Stern of the WWE YouTube, you know? So mm -hmm. I would say offensive, shocking shit. I don't mean that. I don't ever want to hurt anybody, dude. I felt genuinely freaking horrible when that happened. And I genuinely thought Nia Jax was a cool-ass person. Mm -hmm. And I genuinely was attracted to her. <laughs> like, like I, She is oh, a baddie. <laughs> no, this is all wrong on so many levels, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> and that's why I genuinely, like, when I had the opportunity to say, wow, I can talk to her and face to face like a man, you know, not a troll behind a screen, not whatever she thought of me, whatever the rest of the world thought of me as a man say, Hey, look, I messed up. Sorry. <laughs> it ain't yeah. like, you know? Yeah. Well, listen, I, Oh, I, I really appreciate your time. I don't want to keep you all night here. Just in closing, where I mean, I mean, where can people find you is a crazy question, but where can people find you? How can they show the support and uh, and anything in closing you want to put out there, man? I got three channels on YouTube. Uh, Silly Super Pop is the GTS wrestling channel. Grim Experience is my vlogging channel. And Grim's Toy Show is for all the action figures and other assorted action. I'm on Twitter at Grim's Toy Show, Instagram at GTS Ambassador. Uh, TikTok, King GTS Grim, and I'm in other places too. <laughs> I know. Use your <laughs> Twitter helps out. Um, yeah, but uh, thank you uh, seriously so much for your time. I appreciate you doing this. And uh, anytime, man, this door is open. Anyone on the GTS roster, I'd love to have a conversation with. I think I have most of them booked the, <laughs> the rest of the month. But uh, I, like I said, man, I'm really proud of what you're doing. Uh, you're inspiring me, honestly. Um, 
uh, this content thing is crazy and and, and you think you, you partner up with other content creators and you think you're all going to be on the same team and you're going to do things but everyone everyone's kind of out for themselves and, and, you're, and you're very gracious about your platform and and helping others with it and that's kind of what my goal is here like honestly I, i'd love to be a top thought of was one of the top like interviewer guy you know what i mean but like right. my, i want to build my platform so if i can give an opportunity to a young flash or a young person or a young jay the key and be one of his first interviews as my platform and he gets exposure from it that's that's the goal man is to help other people and i and i i love what you're doing and uh i, ho I hope we keep partying more in the 570 and I, i'd love to come hang out in the backyard sometime absolutely man you're welcome to come anytime and anytime you want to get a car full of people Head down the mountains to the Jersey Shore. We'd love to have you. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, we'll let you guys go. Make sure you check the links below for uh, everything ABJ as well as my guest. And uh, let's close out with some Billy Trey. And we'll see you guys next time with, uh, I, have, I just put a calendar up so now I can actually see. Uh, the next episode will be Leo Sparrow. We talked a lot about, uh, you know, the, that school and amazing people coming out of it. And I think that guy that you talked about earlier might have been his trainer. So, kind of full circle. So we'll see you guys next time. We're out of here. See you soon.